My wife and I were volunteers at uh, Camp Pendleton, California, which is a big Marine Corps base. That's my dad, Owen Peterson, who, decades after serving as a Marine himself in Vietnam, returned to Camp Pendleton to do volunteer work along with my mom, Mary Jean. We were associating all the time with young Marine recruits, and when we told them where we were from, Mountain View, Wyoming, we were amazed that many, many of them said, Mountain View, have you ever been to the Mountain View drive-in? After being opened over 50 years ago, a drive-in in a Wyoming town of about 1,200 people has become something of an icon for locals and to the thousands of people who pass by it on the way to the Uinta Mountains and to Flaming Gorge Reservoir every year. Oh, to have a fresh lime at the drive-in was just heavenly. It was really special to our community. That's Nikki Walker, who worked at the Mountain View Drive-In during its infancy. But to get to the start of how this independently run burger and fries place began, we go to this guy. And I was really good at foosball. In fact, I developed a shot so fast that if you weren't there ahead of time, you couldn't balk it because it would go just like that. That is the founder, owner, and godfather of the Mountain View Drive-In. His name is Harold Saglowski. For a while, the drive-in not only had food, but video games and foosball tables. When I went to meet this guy who started it all, he was studying algebra from a textbook on his couch in his living room. When I was in high school, I didn't like history or English, didn't like this study much. Now I like to study everything. I study my trig and my algebra, and my algebra book. And I still like studying anything. In sharing these sound bites about foosball and algebra, I wanted you to see how unique and interesting Harold is. In fact, I wonder if his eccentricities, along with being disciplined and committed enough to still study algebra for fun, might be part of why the restaurant he started in the 1970s is still going in this tiny town. On this episode of That Doesn't Happen Every Day, in which we interview everyday people about things that don't normally happen every day, we retrace the journey that Harold took to be his own boss and follow his dreams in a small town in southwest Wyoming. Well, I was born uh, <clears throat> right down the street here. When I was young, I couldn't afford to go to eat a hamburger over here at the cafe. I was saving money to go to school. After going to Canada to serve as a missionary for his church, Harold studied psychology and business at Brigham Young University in Utah. After coming back home, he tried his hand at mining, which is still a major employer in southwest Wyoming. I, they sent me underground. I went to work for three days, and I, I said, nope, I have to be in the light, so I, I quit. I, and I didn't care what they paid. It didn't make any difference to me. I said, no, I can't do this. After being a miner didn't work out, Harold started on something he'd wanted to try since he'd observed the countless cars on summer vacation going through Mountain View when he was a teenager. So we, I saw all the traffic and I thought, wow, I think I'll take advantage of that traffic in the summertime. Harold acquired land on Highway 414 in Mountain View, where an old cheese factory was. His father accepted some lumber as payment for a debt that he was owed and gave the wood to Harold, who promptly started construction. And I did everything with a skill saw. No, nothing else. And uh, that's hard. I was 26 years old at the time. Incidentally, if you know the town of Mountain View, this place where the drive-in was first located is now where the statue of the elk is near the town park in North Creek. We had to start out with the equipment from uh, Green River. Uh, somebody had went out of business, so we, we bought that, and I had to pay that off for a period of time. I got some booths, 
uh, from a cafe somewhere. I don't know if the boosts that Harold got when he started the business are the same ones you see at the drive-in today, but considering the drive-in opened its doors around 1970 and that the booths you still see are a bright orange, like the accent colors in the Brady Bunch's kitchen, I wouldn't be surprised. To me, that bright hunter orange color on those form-fitting curved booths is one of my favorite things about the drive-in. I like to think of it like a time machine that's taking you back to a time before people worried about gluten or dairy, or cholesterol, or apparently even calories for that matter? We learned as we went along. Well, first of all, I had my sisters come up to help me start up. And my menu was very small at the time. Hamburgers, fries. We sent the girls out to the cars to get the orders. I had my grilling stuff right behind the counter then, up front. I wanted to work there so bad. I just begged. And so I was probably about... 12 years old, and um, Harold let me peel potatoes in the back. He wouldn't let me do anything else, but I was so extremely happy. We just loved being there. It was such a fun environment. It really was. I distinctly remember running into one of my cousins years ago when we were both home from college for Christmas. Even though she wasn't going to be in town for long, she made it a point to go to the drive-in and get a burger from Harold. It was like her homecoming wasn't complete until she'd eaten one. I asked Harold why his burgers taste the way they do. Burgers do taste different in different places. Well, mine are a little bit thicker. Now, I don't buy a frozen patty because the frozen patties lose something. Believe it or not, we use a pizza pan. <laughs> we put we put it, put it on there and a paper on top. Use a pizza pan to smash them and keep doing it. We've tried other methods, but that seems to work as good as any. Harold said that for a while he even tried using a patty-making machine, but said it was a pain to clean, and... And they taste a little bit better hand-smashed, believe it or not. Why do they taste better when they're handmade? I don't know, and maybe Harold doesn't either. Nikki shares why she thinks Harold's taste so good. I would say just the combination of, of good ingredients, you know... That makes all the difference in anything you do. Well, today the drive-in is able to buy ingredients from a wholesale service that specifically works with restaurants. In the early 1970s, that wasn't an option in this rural part of Wyoming. Harold's desire for freshness led him to hitch up his wagon and go to Salt Lake City, like his pioneer ancestors before him. So I had to hook a trailer on the back of my car and go down to Salt Lake every week after, after the product. Yeah, I did that for several years. I also had fresh potatoes, fresh fries. At first, I only had fresh fries. I didn't have the frozen ones. If you're wondering what fresh fries are, if you've ever had fries from In-N-Out Burger or Five Guys, those are fresh fries, meaning they're actually cut straight from potatoes and then fried without being frozen at any point. Fresh fries have a different texture than frozen ones, and they tend to be softer and not as crunchy. People wanted frozen ones too, so I got those a little later. I looked around online for places that have fresh fries and found that a lot of these smaller, more expensive gourmet burger places are beginning to tout fresh fries. Harold's Restaurant has been doing it since just after men landed on the moon. Before I started, some guy came into my place and showed me how to make fry sauce. And you had the Miracle Whip, which was tangy and sweet. I don't know if I should give the secret recipe, should I? <laughs> Uh, no, it wasn't a secret. A little bit of pickle relish in there, too. By the way, I hate Miracle Whip and relish, but for some reason, when they're mixed with ketchup, I can't get enough of it and dip every solid food in our order into the fry sauce. 
If you're familiar with fry sauce, you know the Mountain View Drive-In isn't the only place that has it. In fact, you can find it throughout Utah and also other places in the West. However, I like the taste of the fry sauce at Harold's Best. Harold says it's made with mayonnaise and not Miracle Whip, but whatever they're putting in it, it's my favorite. It's definitely a Western product. These people don't have it. They don't have it in Canada either. They put vinegar on their fries. Oh, yeah, seriously. Yeah, I I wouldn't like it either. I put in the sound of a milkshake machine. Out of context, that whirring metallic noise might come off more like a dentist's drill. But if you've ever had a shake that's come out of one, you might associate that sound with something wonderful. Sometimes a milkshake is all I get at Harold's, and I ask Harold why they taste so good. The shakes? Oh, again, it's ingredients. I've bought a lot of different uh, ice cream machines. All of them were used. The toppings, top quality. Yeah, they're good quality, very good quality. Speaking of toppings, unlike the standard vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate shakes of most fast food places, the Mountain View Drive-In lets you mix and match from a good-sized list of ingredients. When I was working on this episode, I got a shake with marshmallow, fudge, and peanut butter. The lady at the register stopped ringing me up and started to look behind the counter to make sure she actually had peanut butter. As I watched her search for it, I was seriously tempted to run home real quick and give her my own jar of peanut butter to donate for the cause. Maybe that violates some sort of health code, but I don't know. We all have to do our part in Wyoming. Just for the record, she did find the drive-in's jar of peanut butter and use that. We still take checks, by the way. Big cities, you can't do that. Because you would have so many bad checks coming in that you'd, it would go broke. In these lo- small places, they, they sometimes ask who's cooking. We don't like them to do that because... A lot of people have to cook, and different ones all the time, right? The Mountain View Drive-In is the only drive-in in in Mountain View, but only a few miles away in Lyman, Wyoming, there used to be an Arctic Circle. What Harold told me about the interactions between the two competitors in a time and place where you were often very far away from ingredients and supplies said a lot about him. Charlie Keller would come to me and, could you have any ice cream I can borrow? Yeah, I've got some ice cream you can borrow. Any buns I can borrow, because it was harder back then. I asked Harold if anyone famous came to the drive-in, or if he remembers any really unusual or hard-to-work-with customers. Customers can be testy at times. If I got a complaint, for instance, first of all, I'd say, calm down. Calm down, Harold. Calm down, you know. And uh, the question I asked them is, what can I do to make it right with you? And that got them every time, because it sent, the, it sent the, the, the back on them. So yeah, we had our we had our problems that way, but not too many. Probably uh, my favorite customer was uh, uh, my husband because at the time that's where I met him. I'd never met him before, but I met him at the drive-in, and that's when I guess he decided he wanted to ask me out for a date. I asked Nikki if he asked her out then and there at the drive-in. No, he was with another girl. So, you know, drama in a small town. 20 years after Harold started his restaurant, road construction led to the drive-in being bought out through eminent domain. A defunct restaurant, also in Mountain View, just up the road, asked Harold if he wanted to buy their closed building and move the drive-in there. And they said, you want to buy this building? And I said, no. I said, no, I've been in business 20 years. I'm tired of it. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. I wanted to go to St. George or someplace where the... Pickings were a little bit better, and the weather was a little bit better too, right? You'd like to think that when someone owns their own business, they'd be like Willy Wonka, just forever happy making what they make. From burgers to shakes to fresh fries, the simple truth is, 
it's hard running your own business. Oh, my goodness. There's blood, sweat, and tears in business, believe me. I, I'm, I'm kind of crippled up now, and that, that business doesn't help you any, I'll tell you that. You're working on cement the whole time. St. George, Utah, where Harold wanted to go, has an average daytime high in the 50s during the winter and a larger customer base. However, he wanted to stay close to his family in Mountain View and ended up buying that closed restaurant building up the road. And that's where the drive-in remains today. You know why I've stayed in business so long? Dedication and well, stupidity. <laughs> you get technical about it. According to a 2018 post from Forbes, about half of all small businesses fail within their first five years, and only about one in three will last for a decade. So why has the drive-in stayed alive for over 52 years in this small town? To be fair, I'm sure there are a lot of small business owners who've put everything they've had into their businesses and still seen them die. However, I'd like to think that at least one reason why the Mountain View drive-in remains is because Harold isn't the kind of businessman who's afraid to get his hands dirty. Yeah, I did everything. I uh, cooked my hamburgers, I cooked the fries, I did my own bookkeeping, my own taxes, my repairs, I set up my uh, cash registers and everything, yeah. Over the years, I've seen Harold personally sealing cracks in the asphalt of the drive-in's parking lot. We've also seen him painting the restaurant, and that's when he's not manning the grill or the register. With business the way it is and everything now, it's tough because they want to be rich really fast so they can retire very young. I retired May of 22. I'd worked 52 years. Well, 53, counting the year I built the place. While Harold says he's retired... When I was working on this episode of the show, I saw him in the corner booth of the drive-in. He had a bunch of papers spread out in front of him and was doing the books for the drive-in, even though he'd sold it. He asked me what kind of milkshake I'd gotten that day, and after I told him, he went back to work. I've appreciated the customers that, that came to us all over the years. We tried to do the best we could for them, too, but sometimes we succeeded and sometimes we didn't. <laughs> I'd like to thank Harold Slagowski, Nikki Walker, and Owen and Mary Jean Peterson for being on the show today. Please stop in at the Mountain View Drive-In at 551 Wyoming Highway 414 in Mountain View and get yourself something to eat. As a side note, in 2019, my novel, The Burka Cave, got published, and it all takes place in the Ridger Valley where Mountain View and the Mountain View Drive-In are. There's several scenes set in a drive-in in the story, and though I changed the name, if you've been to the Mountain View Drive-In, you'll recognize it as well as several other local landmarks. If you'd like a signed copy of the Burka Cave, please email me at the address I've included in the description, or if you live in the valley, just tell my parents that you want one. Another way you could support this locally owned business and a Wyoming podcast would be to share this episode with someone. Thank you for listening. I hope to have another episode to you in two weeks.